0: Welcome to the Talk Show for Talkers on irishtalkers.com Welcome Toastmasters, will-be Toastmasters listeners and friends to this week's offering of the Talk Show for Talkers here on irishtalkers.com As always, let me let you... Let me tell you how you can contact us. We are on Facebook as the Talk Show for Talkers and we have an email address which is info at Talkers.com. We also have our website, irishtalkers.com and there you can find links to the last two seasons, well the current season I think and the last two seasons uh, with every show uh, that we have done and also... You can get uh, links to previous seasons where we were broadcasting with Irish Radio International. I'm joined today by the prolific Paul O'Mahony, and I should say that my name is Moira O'Brien. Paul, you're very welcome.
1: Thank you, Moira. Thank you very much. And listeners, it's a delight to be back in your company.
0: And it's delightful to have you as company. Unfortunately, Ted has a problem with his internet, and as we're recording on the Internet today, Uh, we have to uh, make do without him. But we shall do our very best. What do we have in store this week for the show? Well, we have our usual Word of the Week and Quote of the Week. If we have uh, time, we might look at uh, the new magazine. In part two, we have a very interesting little snippet from the Internet which uh, we'll tell you more about later. In part three, Paul, what are you uh, giving us this week?
1: Well, oh, this week, Mara, I'm going to address the question of what's the best way to greet visitors who come to a Toastmasters meeting.
0: Okay, that's very good. And in part four, I'm going to be looking at the emergence of online clubs and how that can benefit both you and us. Without any further delay, we'll leap in to the quote of the week. And this week, we're turning to the poet of Ralph Waldo Emerson and his quote, which is, We aim above the mark to hit the mark. We aim above the mark to hit the mark. And of course, what that brings into mind for me is archery or shooting or anything where which involves a trajectory but I quite like the the thought anyway because if you aim high and you fail to achieve that level of height you may still achieve something which is close to it and if that thing that's close to it is what you really wanted to achieve then you've made it. So by aiming higher than you actually need to, you give yourself a better chance actually to achieve what you are aiming to achieve.
1: And Moira, this is a topic which is very dear to my heart because I spent perhaps 20 years training people in the area of performance management. Yes. In two two organisations. And one of the things you do when you're in as a management development trainer in the area of performance management is that you help people to set aims and objectives for the future year. And one of the things that happens after somebody has formulated a set of objectives is that they sit down and have an appraisal discussion with their line manager and how realistic their objectives are is a very vital matter. For example, if somebody were to set an objective for themselves which is considerably higher than they've ever achieved in the past, there is a high probability that they won't achieve that objective in the coming year, unless there is a significant ratcheting up of their productivity or their circumstances change dramatically perhaps their motivation increases perhaps they're with a different team but by and large it's only incremental improvements that people are going to make during a particular year and it may be very attractive to people to have a conversation during which very high very stretching objectives are agreed however What's going to happen when the person doesn't fully achieve those objectives? That is a very crucial question. Now, just imagine two situations. One, person A consistently falls below the targets that they have agreed for the year. And person B consistently meets the targets that they've agreed for the year. Or indeed, in some occasions, slightly exceeds them, but fully achieves everything that they've agreed for the year. What effect will it have on somebody's motivation if year on year they keep missing their objectives?
0: Okay, Paul, if I can uh, address those points, what you're talking about is absolutely valid and setting realistic targets for yourself in a work situation or in any situation is undoubtedly a sensible thing to do. But let's say... Let's take it in Toastmasters. Let's say that you set yourself a target for this year that you are going to achieve uh, everything in, let's say, Level 3. But actually, what you really intend to do is to get Level 2. By setting yourself that target, which is possible to achieve, of getting Level 3, you may give yourself a better chance of obtaining level two, and then part of level three, for example. But if you set yourself a target of becoming a a distinguished Toastmaster and you've only achieved level one in pathways in one path, obviously that's a ridiculous goal and is unachievable. So your goals have to be achievable, but if you set yourself a goal which is just slightly higher than the one you're intending to achieve, then you may give yourself a better chance of actually achieving it.
1: Well who knows <laughs> each individual is different one from the other the objectives that are set in toastmasters within the organization are i suggest very different from the objectives which are set in a, a work context where somebody can indeed be held to their to their objective that they've agreed to and they're their remuneration at the end of a year may be affected, oh, whereas but, but within you Toastmasters... Could, but you could,
0: say, you could say, Paul, that uh, the official objective is to achieve level two, but I'm going to set my personal objective to achieve level three so that I ensure that I actually do achieve level two. Do you see the difference?
1: Well, I see the difference. <laughs> I hear the, the different forms of words... Um, I don't at all think it's helpful to somebody to be trying to grapple with the idea of this is my objective and this is the one I'd like to achieve. Much better to have a clear focus on one particular thing you want to fully achieve and then achieve it and Mm -hmm. then move on to the next thing, focus on that and achieve it. You get a track record of success. Nothing is more guaranteed to produce a person who will succeed at something than a track record of succeeding at other things in the past. People who continuously fail to achieve objectives continue to fail to achieve objectives.
0: Listeners, give us your thoughts on our Facebook page, the Talk Show for Talkers. We'd love to hear from you there. Paul, you gave that uh, statement with great plomb. Have you got a word for the week?
1: Well, I do, and I did indeed speak with self-confidence and assurance, mainly because I worked in that area for such a long time and spent so much time observing people, formulating objectives, spent so much time managing people, that there was some good reason for my self-confidence and assurance. And it, it was a demanding situation to come into a conversation with you Who were had a strong conviction towards which I dissented. So it was a demanding situation. So you're very accurate when you use the word that I spoke with a plum, because a plum, A-P-L-O-M-B, not the most common word now. Handy word to have in your golf bag of words that you're able to use. A plum. It's especially useful if you're talking about a situation where which is quite demanding. In fact, it's a word that is, it wouldn't be right to say that somebody achieved something with a plum when it was downhill, very easy to achieve. There wasn't much challenge there at all. A plum is a word appropriate for situations where you'd really have to be strong in your skills and strong in your particularly. Sticking to the task and mustering all your self-confidence, aplomb.
0: It's a good word. It's a word that is in my my vocabulary, and it is one that I would and do use on occasions. I like it. It's a useful word. And I would uh, strongly recommend that uh, people put it into their own vocabulary.
1: Well, one of the things is that, for example, there will be an international speech uh, contest taking place in clubs, in areas, in divisions, in districts, in regions, and in Paris in the month of August.
0: I'm looking forward
1: to it. all, All of those are demanding situations. One of the things I've noticed over the years has been that a number of people who are confident enough and assured enough and keen enough to give speeches at their local Toastmasters clubs do not enter speech contests. Mm-hmm. One meaning of the word aplomb is that they, they don't get an opportunity to speak With a plum as frequently as they might, because speaking in a contest is indeed a demanding situation. It's, uh, of course, there's going to be nerves, probably more nerves than talking in a room with people who are really all your friends, no competition, there's no hill to climb. No matter how well you do or how poorly you do, you're going to be supported and celebrated. When you go in for a contest, you're either a Well, yes, you're a competitor, and you deserve credit for that. But otherwise, you're going to be a winner or a loser. You may be second or third, but you don't get through to the next round. Everybody knows that. However, it's dressed up in language. Everybody knows that there's a chance that they won't win the contest. So I've seen quite a lot of people steer away from speaking in contests, and it is a great opportunity to practice speaking with a plum. So I would uh, encourage people who are now considering whether they should enter the international speech contest to start by entering the speech contest in their club.
0: I would agree with that wholeheartedly, Paul, definitely, most definitely. I, and it comes back to something that I say very, very often, that is stage time, stage time, stage time. Take every opportunity to get up and make that speech.
1: I agree with that. The question is really, why? Why is it worthwhile uh, entering a contest? And I think, uh, in terms of today's uh, show, this episode, it's because it gives you an opportunity to speak with a plum.
0: Yeah, I agree. And that brings us to the end of this segment. Come back tomorrow where we're going to bring you. A really interesting piece from the internet, which is on communication in the 21st century. Do join us then for I'll talk tomorrow. The Talk Show for Talkers is published every week in sections at 4 p.m. every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Go to our website, IrishTalkers.com, for more information.